johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. guys we are back with another episode of sports insider radio with dave miller in colorado mike from an undisclosed golf location how you guys doing today doing wonderful it's uh 95 degrees it's going to reach 100 as soon as i get off the actual uh broadcast i'm very excited to talk football but i'm also excited this is uh this is my last really full day of just enjoying myself. It's, I'm calling it a staycation, including golf. So it's a, it's a staycation where I'm doing a little country club circuit for the last three days, and my tee time is 45 minutes after we get off the show. So I figured, what's the point? I might as well be in the parking lot as soon as I'm done the show at 1 o'clock, go right to the driving range, get some chips in, get some putts in, and then, and then play around in 100 degrees. So that's what I'm doing today, John. What about yourself? Have any fun plans the rest of the day? Well, you know, I'm training for this century. I just uh, did my results. I'm, I'm, I've done 209 miles so far in the last 15 days. So I've done 200-mile races for my uh, century ride I do every year for uh, Autism Charity. Uh, as you know, I'll be riding on July 29th from – Baltimore, Maryland to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and uh, it's about 110 miles. It takes about six hours. We're going to try to cut the time down. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm training in this heat. I hear uh, every time I turn on the news, people are melting in London, people are melting in Europe, people are melting here, people are melting there. It's summertime. What do they expect? It's supposed to be hot. David, though, is in a, in a little different situation. Wait, wait, wait. David's on the air. David. Does it get hot in Colorado, or do they start crying when it's 75 degrees? Like it's yeah, too hot. It was like, yeah, it was 90, 95 last week. So, yeah. It's, well, you're used to that from around. Vegas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a while, but, yeah, I'm still used to it kind of, I guess. Now, is that a dry heat like Vegas, or is that more humidity in Colorado? I don't know. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Got it. Yeah. And how about you? I see you been you did 16 reps yesterday for all those people that watch your Instagram story. But how much was that? 225 or 275? 16 reps. You're a beast. Yeah, 
Yeah, 275 would be crazy. No, 225. <laughs> well, I had to make it sound good. I thought we were going to just let the viewers think you were like Hulk Hogan. But still, man, I, are you sore this morning after that? No. No, 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 no. No, I've been building it up. That's all I've been doing is working out. Yeah, Mike Mike gave it all up. Mike used to be uh, lifting all. Now Mike only lifts a golf club. That's it. But you know what? It's yeah. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, because I'm still extremely active and I'm walking nine miles a day with a bag on my back, with doing the actual steps because there's a lot of, you know, elevation at my club, I'm still in incredible shape. And somebody was posting. I, I had a photo that I posted uh, last weekend when I went to the beach with my fiance and one of my buddies who's been working out like a madman every single morning at 6 a.m. goes, man, how do I get jacked like that? I said, play golf. He goes, all right, I might as well just start playing golf and stop lifting weights. So it was like kind of like a, you know, he was, he was joking, but he was serious because like, I'm still active and I've, re- I've still kept all my muscle mass. And now because I'm sweating so much every day and I'm basically doing a nine-mile walk in 100-degree heat with a bag on my back, I'm still burning enough calories and I'm still healthy enough to eat prep meals where I'm not putting on the weight. I'm not probably as big as I was, obviously, in terms of size. Like Dave's an absolute monster right now. But it's kind of like the reverse where when I was lifting heavy, Dave was more lean. And now Dave's a machine, and I'm lean. So I don't know. We're, we just do this. Uh, we just do this dance back and forth. So maybe in a year or two, when Dave decides to cut down, maybe, maybe not. I'll go back up. So <laughs> we'll see in the next year. Yeah, but even if you lost like 20 pounds of muscle, you still had so much there that it's like you said. You're 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 maintaining the back muscles, and I don't know what other muscles you use, but. Yeah, it's good enough to keep it maintained. So, guys, are we ready for football or what? Yeah, it yeah, is pretty coming. Much. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking it about. Is, it is coming, but I tell you what, Dave. You know, I, I, we switched gears on the sides, obviously, in the last couple of weeks. Um, but we had since uh, you turned us on to. Uh, one of your very close friends and, and compadre, he had a very good week to bounce back because obviously we we're playing with the sides only with that type of model. My overs finished extremely strong. I'm plus 40 units in the first half of the season, obviously with extreme low volume. So that's been very consistent. I'm happy about the model. I'm excited for the second half. John's underdogs have been doing extremely well also. So it's now that we're grinding down the second half of the season, I'm already forecasting football and, and getting a little taste of preseason and now the training camp's open. Now, let me ask you, I know you obviously have your own rating system and, and obviously when you're, when you're finding these edges, but do you look into anything with the training camp or who's going to be available or that's more just that really doesn't matter for your model whatsoever because really it's, it's the price that matters once we get closer to the season? I'll let, you, yeah, I'll let you guys do all that. How about that? Somebody's got to do that besides me. You can do it. For sure, for sure. Well, I've already locked in 
The Ravens at an early number at two and a half. Now it's up to John just sent me a text before the game. I mean, before the show, it's up to four and a half now. So obviously, for whatever reason, I don't know why it's moving that. Well, we know the reason. We know the reason. What do you think the reason is? They won 20 in a row. They have the number one NFL preseason record. And, you know, for me, you know, again, I'm a middler by nature. If I had two and a half on the Ravens, which I do, then I have to play four and a half on Tennessee. Or, and if I didn't play the game already, Dave will be proud of me. I would just take Tennessee at post as it approaches five, five and a half. Yeah. Even though it's a nonsense preseason game, but we got to go with the, you know. Yeah, that's right. Exactly what you do. Right. I mean, exactly. So, you know, my whole thing is, like I tell people, is that, you know, people don't look at these games early on. Again, I'm looking at the DB screen right now um, while we're talking, and I'm looking to see if there's any college moves. And I know it's very early for you, Dave, but like you said, you're getting ready. You're you're looking forward to it. And it it seems that a lot of things are just standing pat. Um, By the way, I know it's a question that you're I'm already know to the answer to do you do anything on the all-star game do you do anything from an edge point of view I don't mean opinion point of view do you do anything on the home run derby or do you just take two days off just take the time off and go work out <laughs> that's all I want to do that's it I, I like it I like it I like it and uh Mike regarding uh uh betting uh, can we convert you to being a golf better I know that it's not Dave's thing but you know like I said Mike has been uh getting the job done with his syndicate sources in, in, in uh, golf. So are you going to only, are you going to continue to play golf and bet golf? Or are you just going to play golf and I'll bet golf? Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely getting into it. Um, I feel like this summer I've learned a lot from Micah and, and the way that he spreads it out and the way that he, you know, he's keying in a certain player. Um, and then he spreads it out, and he has a couple long shots. So it, I've just been following his risk per week and just and understanding that he's not trying to hit every tournament. He doesn't get upset when he goes over for a couple tournaments in a row because it only takes to hit basically one tournament to pay for the entire month. And so far this year, I mean, we've seen him hit, what, four or five now, John? I mean, he's won basically fifty thousand in the last two tournaments, you know, on on fifteen hundred dollars risk on each tournament. But like he said, he'll go three, four months without without winning. Right, right. So I've learned a lot from him. I think the the once this season is over next year, I'm going to really do a deep dive and really go heavy into it as well. But it just it's it's fascinating to me that three years ago golf wasn't even on my radar. I really didn't understand it from a betting, let alone playing it. So the fact that I'm now able to understand it, do more matchups. I know he's more of a tournament winner player, but there's other betting opportunities where you can make money just on matchups alone per round. And if guys finish in the top 10 and it's, you know, it's with golf, it's unlike any other sport. Yes. In tennis, you get a little bit of, this player is better on clay versus hard court versus grass court, so he's going to have a clear advantage versus this guy. But in golf, it, it gets it gets deeper because if a course plays a certain way, when I mean plays a certain way, if it's good for long hitters, if it's good for guys that are really have good irons, where 
their more of their precision is going to matter rather than a bomber that can hit the ball extremely far. And then you you do an even deeper dive where some of these guys won amateur tournaments there. Some of these guys live in the state where the actual tournament is being played, so they have a clear advantage because they played the course a hundred times versus the other guys playing in it maybe have only played it a handful of times. So Micah tells me these things. I know he doesn't really tell them to you. All you care about is who's going to win and who to be able to bet on. But I actually want to know the process. And he'll go into it into the weekend telling me the reasoning behind the plays. So with golf, it's, yes, the price matters, absolutely. To get the right price on a player matters. But at the end of the day, he's trying to hit the horse. And if he knows the horse that's going to be running well that day based on past performance over the last couple of weeks, how the player has been playing, even though he hasn't done and won a tournament, but he's just playing really well and he's very close. The eyeball test, like Brian would say, um, all these things matter so much. So when it comes down to it, you know, I'm fascinated. I've learned a lot, kind of like with Dave when in the beginning of baseball season, I think next year you'll be a lot more, you know, cohesive with being able to, to, to really get some good turnout with baseball. But I've been that way with Micah this year, Dave, with learning and understanding and adapting. And I think that's going to help me next year as well, where, you know, I want to, I don't want to just be a client and just take the plays, which this is why we laid out this foundation for all these guys, where they don't specifically all have to learn. All they have to do is be basically robots and what we tell them to do, they do it without thinking. And I don't like to do that. I like to actually learn the craft. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season, and I'm excited that our, uh, our big horse in the race, Cameron Young, got the job done coming back from a four-shot lead. I don't know if you heard about this, John, but and I'll, we'll, we'll leave golf after this last uh, statement I got. So that there's a one old – the oldest Australian that won the first ever claret jug. That's the, the British Open, the, the trophy that you get. His father passed away, and he sprinkled the ashes on Sunday morning on the 18th green. And then his beloved Australian ends up winning it. So, you know, you call it whatever you want. You can call it fate. You could call it, you know, luck. But the guy came back with a storm, had the best back nine in the history of a major, and he just deservingly won it after he almost gave it away on Saturday. So, you know, with all that said, on to the next one. There's more tournaments ahead. I know you were down at, uh, at the book this morning printing out tickets for the upcoming tournament. So, you know. I got to tell you, Dave I, re- Dave, I really envy you being able to have apps I got to drive 30 minutes every day to go to the casino and then 30 minutes back. It's just such a pain. I went to go cash a sports ticket that I forgot that I had here. I walked up to the cashier at 8:30 in the morning cuz I knew I had to be back at the office. She looks at me, she goes, "I can't cash this. We have to get the manager to come over." I said, "Man, but you act like I hit the lottery. It was like a little $1000 win." Oh, we got to get him to sign off on it. It's like they're so unadvanced here versus like where you're at. It just boggles the mind to me that they make you jump through hoops just 
to cash a ticket. They make you jump through hoops to bet a game. They, you, you can't use the apps because they want you to come to the casino. It's just very hard for the listeners out there. And I'm not complaining, but what I'm saying is that if you're going to try to emulate what Dave does, you need to have the electronic facility set up. Yeah, I have the screen here at the office. I have access to all my other outs. But to actually walk into either Caesars or FanDuel, I only have two. Think about that, Dave. How many shops you have in Colorado? In Maryland, we only have two. We have Caesars and FanDuel. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, no apps. Uh, you you have to drive <laughs> to both places, and they're 45 minutes apart from that? each other. Are they going to change that? I'm sorry? Football season? Are they going to change that before football season? I don't think they're going to change. I think there's been a lot of fighting with the legislation. I think the whole – the legal part of it, which I'm out of control of, obviously, and don't follow that closely, is that um, they want people to come in and play tables, and they realize how few people will come into the casino once they apps. Because the, the, the casino is dead as it is now. And you, what you see is you run into the sports book, everybody's there betting, and they're leaving. People aren't standing at the tables anyway. And But then they figure that you're going to have somebody stop at the blackjack table, somebody stop at the roulette wheels, somebody stop, stop at the background table. Where, where you live, it's just not even an option. They realize they're going to have more revenue by people actually wagering. So I think that, you know, it took we – were, we, were, we were the first to be legal on the East Coast. We were the last to actually have the sports book open. So, you know, we do everything very slow over here for whatever reasons. But it is it, – yes, I can go to Delaware. I can go to West Virginia. But, I mean, just this morning took an hour and a half, which if I was in Vegas would have taken five minutes. Yeah, it doesn't seem worth it, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But what I was going to ask you is regarding the are they are, are there going to be more new books opening up for this upcoming football season in Colorado, or is it the same core group? same core books that are there now with no additional new ones being added. Yeah, no, there's always new ones. So that's pretty exciting. It's just growing over here. It's the opposite of over there. So right. glad I moved here. Yeah. And do you think they're pulling um, money from Vegas, or do you think really it has no effect in terms of sharp play? Sorry, what? Pulling money from Vegas? Do you, you, do you think they're taking away from the handle in Las Vegas? versus for on, the, on the sharp side. I realize tourists are going to continue to fly to Vegas for yeah. other reasons. Yeah, probably. People moved here, so yeah. I think so. Yeah. Of and in terms of the... Yeah, what I was going to ask you is that you, there's quite a big contingent of sharp players. Now, let me ask you, um, have you watched... Did you watch that podcast on Twitter where the guy from Circa, the sportsbooks manager, I think he's on Twitter at Bet Chris, was basically saying that when a line moves in the morning, it does. It could be a lot of times it's moved on his opinion on air. There's not actually any money being moved. I found that to be fascinating. I didn't know if you happen to see. Who, that sorry, whose opinion? Whose opinion did that? Uh, the sports director of Circa uh, on Twitter. He's under it's under Bet Chris, not the sportsbook, but his handle is Bet Chris public information. He did a video the other day and he basically said when the line opens in the morning, a lot of people think that when it moves in the morning, it's due to sharp money coming in. He said a lot of times it's just moved on air on my opinion. 
And I wonder if you happen to see that. I think a lot of people I'm sorry? kind of flex, and I think a lot of people flex and say stuff like that, and it's not really accurate. Is that accurate, or somebody just kind of claiming something? Right, because to me it would be weird you that you just I, move a market with no money. Seems hard to believe. Well, I don't know. I think what's happening, and I've, I've seen this of late with Twitter, because we're in the summer months, and for people to be relevant they make statements similar to the whole J.K. Dobbins injury report that's been the talk of the town for the last two days. These reporters or people that are just trying to stay relevant when this time in the summer it's so dead. Right now there's no sports going on outside of international soccer and tennis. So, yeah. you know, people say wait, 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 wait. to get comments or responses. Yeah, I don't really believe that either, that somebody's just tweet- tweeting plays and – Everything's moving. I don't believe it. His name's Chris Bennett. He's the director of risk at Circus Sports. I don't know. It seems no. hard to believe. No, I mean, he could bet it and then see that, and like he already bet it, though, and that's the reason it's moving. Right. It just seems got really it, hard to it. believe. Yeah, I'll find the clip and I'll send it to you on WhatsApp, but I just found it to be very interesting. And I was wondering with somebody like you who stares at the screen, uh, as you should, as well as I do, if that just sounded to me absolutely crazy. Um, I'm going to actually send this to you right now while well, we're on there. But yeah, you... bet- he's probably betting it or somebody else is betting it. It's not just moving. Somebody's betting it. Got it. That's what's happening. I mean, it's. And do you do you attribute uh, any early action, any early line moves? Most of these early line moves, like we were talking about in college football and week one of the NFL season, and even the the Ravens two and a half to four and a half. Do you think that's from actual betting money, or the limits are so low that a lot of that has to be on air from the sports book? Like, did like did the Ravens really move two points because they got so much money on the Ravens? I doubt yeah, it. Probably. Probably because the limits are so small. Probably. Got it. Yeah. It's got to be that. money. I mean, why else would the line move? I mean, uh, it's the. Old, what's the purpose of them moving the line if there's no actual money off yeah, somebody, the whole point of the Somebody board. betting <laughs> moves all the line. Somebody's moving it. You know, somebody betting. And let me ask They're you, Dave. It's funny because so. are you looking at the screen right now while we're on the air, Dave? Nope. Oh, okay, so I'm getting steam play alerts on Mexican baseball, and I was wondering, like, that's got to be such a small market. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I would even bet it. I'm just saying the fact that I'm getting steam play alerts, I have the volume turned down on Mexico. But you did tell me you know people that do bet Mexican baseball, correct? Yeah, for yeah, real serious about it, too. So, yeah. And those people that are real serious, can they get limits down? They get real money down, or is it still small? Yeah, they can bet enough, but he, I don't know, he has some angle where he can tell who's pitching next before it's really factored in. Got it. I don't know, something like that, you know. Yeah. And I wish I had more to talk about. I just feel like I'm kind of out of it until football. Well, no, I mean, I'm like not, I said, I get I'm every. Out of it. I'm completely I'm not up. out of it. But it, it, like you said, you go hard and you go strong. Let me ask you why we're talking 
for the listener, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the DB screen. I'm getting this information off the DB screen. You know, is, are there any groups that you actually know of in Colorado or around the country that are taking WNBA seriously? Uh, and I, I'm not, and I'm not saying it to make a joke. I'm saying yeah. it because no, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people bet that stuff. It's it just, yeah. you find it that you personally don't want to get involved. No, but they probably have more balance and, the rest of the they're like they're not working all day all night in football so they're more balanced with life right yeah. well, john we had a uh years ago we had somebody that was giving us nba kenny white remember wnba yeah yeah of course he was all about it he, he lo- was really good too he, he's, he loves playing the totals on that um but i was just looking like you have wnba playing right now seattle storm against chicago sky Second quarter, 1919, 9.55 left. You have uh, the Canadian Premier League. You got fighting. You, you got men's tennis, the Hamburg European Open. You know, so there, there's always opportunities, like I said, to bet. But l- what Dave hit on is that work-life balance, which is if you're going to literally not do anything for 18 weeks, you got to have be able to step away and realize that it's, the money, sometimes it's worth foregoing the opportunity to making money. And this is what I say on my YouTube channels a lot, Dave, which is, you know, if you're sitting there, you're watching every bet, and for the non-pro, bet it and forget it. You know, I walked into the casino today, I made nine bets on the golf, and I walked out. And the truth of the matter is, I'm not going to watch one shot the entire tournament. I'll call Micah Sunday night and say, I have nine tickets in my pocket. Should I throw them in the trash or take them back and cash one? And he'll let me know. Like, I, I, I won't even look. It, it, I woke up this morning. I didn't even know who won the All-Star game. It was like, you know, whatever. By the way, regarding that, uh, the AL has now won nine games straight in a row. Do you buy into these fake trends, Dave, or you think it's all nonsense? Because people Just were betting variance. the dog yesterday. I'm sorry? Just variance. I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, it's almost like I felt like they were making the National League the favorite just because they, they're due to quote-unquote win. But obviously, you know how I feel about that. Um, and, I, again, since uh, I just, I'm just i going to mention a little baseball just because we're going – I know you're done with the day, but for the listeners, since we're going to be reopening the second half of the season, um, for inquiring minds that want to know, the most profitable team in baseball for your money is my Baltimore Orioles. If you bet them, you're 46 and 46. You are plus 16 units. You're up $1,600 with a team that is dead even. They've been a favorite eight times. They are six and two. They've been a dog. They're 37 and 43 as a dog. And as incomparable to the Dodgers, who are 60 and 30, you are up $55 on the LA Dodgers. $55. They're up 30 games, and you're up $55. And the reason why is they are one-and-one as an underdog. They've only been an underdog twice. Um, In terms of teams on a run, and I was going to ask you about this, um, Dave, the number one winning streak in baseball happens to be your Seattle, and I say your, your brother's Seattle Mariners. I know he's a Seattle freak for football. I didn't know, does he follow baseball? Does he get into this? 14 game winning streak or does he not really care no he doesn't care just football 
saw the just football only. Yeah, interesting. Much. Yeah. Um, and, and for the current odds to win the World Series, um, we have had the Dodgers have lost their lead in terms of the futures. Um, for everybody that's interested, it is now the Yankees. The Yankees are now the favorite to win the World Series. Obviously, that can change. It was pre- probably the Dodgers 90% of the season. And right before the All-Star break, um, if you were looking at the futures odds, which I use just to get a gauge on what people are thinking about in baseball. Um, they, they took first spot is currently right now. The Yankees are plus 300. The Dodgers are second plus 350 followed by the Astros 550, the Mets plus 800. Obviously a lot of people are betting on the Mets against the Yankees as a subway series world series, which to me will be very boring. Um, interesting enough, Mike, I went online this morning and I tried to see what the line was for the for a team to make the playoffs, just to make the playoffs, they won't even put a number on the Baltimore Orioles right now. It's off the board. Can you believe that? I mean, I can, because obviously that's you know that's why there's a bet on it because not everybody believes one side. But you know the what I like about it, you know, just going forward and in general with. What's going to happen with the season? You know, this is finally the first. I mean, last year there was a lot of question marks because it was more uncomfortable to bet last year and the year before early in the week because you kind of didn't have a grasp on who was playing for the weekend because of the long restrictions with COVID. I feel like now they changed the rule toward the end of the year. Guys are going to be out a couple days. If they're asymptomatic, they're probably – not even going to be out at all. So now we're going to – I could see Dave this year taking advantage of those early week lines a lot more because I think – and I could be wrong, Dave, but I felt like last year and the year before because you really didn't know who was playing, you were a lot more hesitant to bang the early number on Tuesday. And it was a lot of more like late steam coming Sunday morning, Saturday morning, where now you're – I think you're almost back to normal. And I could be wrong when I say that. I'm just – just kind of, you know, remembering last year and the year before. But in my opinion, I think this is going to be the finally the first year where it's going to be almost back to normal. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably be normal. I, I just, I bet a lot more post. I have so many accounts now. So I try to go that is route. Is that the reason for post? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just you can shop around more. The public bets a lot. The public bets the same size a lot more. So, yeah, I don't know. I seem to have more success doing that in NFL. Talking about NFL. Got it. College, you're you're still getting a lot of early numbers. Yeah. Really like early in the week. Yeah. Yeah, or or by like Wednesday or Thursday. That's usually the go-to. Well, yeah, I mean, there. That was a, a big. You know, when I sent out the the text for the show today, I wanted the clients that did join for football and also the potential clients that are going to be joining for football to understand what they're going to receive. They're going to receive early week, excuse me, they're going to receive early week action with college predominantly. Like Dave just said, that's going to be a heavy workload is going to be done for college early in the week. Obviously for post, we're going to get as on there as well. But for NFL, a lot of the value is going to come at post because of the action and the players 
you know, a lot of the guys are, are going to be betting games on Sunday, so we're going to get that better line come Sunday most of the time. So it's just got to, you got to be on alert, guys. You have to, you know, get access to the Telegram channel where as soon as Dave makes a wager, and a lot of times, Dave, you send us the sheet where you haven't even showed us the tickets yet, but you already like the price, and we're putting them out right away. So there's that, that the speed angle of what we're trying to accomplish is the reason for our success. Just like when you're trading stocks, it's all about speed and quickness to make a play on the stock price that you want. That's exactly what we're trying to accomplish with, with football. We're trying to beat the number, and we don't want a client – on a Tuesday, forgetting to make the wager we put out and then waits till Wednesday, and the line is now a point difference. Now, in his mind, he, he panics, and if he doesn't know, that I would never tell them to buy to the number and then spend the juice. It's got to be a pass on a play, but in their minds, they don't – a better truly doesn't understand that. To him, like he's, he has FOMO with the wager where he forgets and he's like, oh, man, I, you know, I got to get this one in. This could be a winner. Not realizing that we're trying to sample thousands and thousands of plays. And if we're getting reduced juice and we're never paying that big on the extended buy-down price, that could, you know, that could turn into thousands of plus-minus yeah. difference at the end of a football season. So yeah, that sums it up. I'm educating yeah, these guys, Dave. Yeah, I'm educating these guys. I'm telling them the strategies they're going to receive. I'm telling them their expectations. And they understand the volume is going to be a part of it. So, you know, just like we did in, in previous years for college football, where we had numerous syndicates on the same side where you alerted us outside of your own, that you also had a couple other guys, we're going to be releasing those as well. So clients understand that they could, you know, we're only risking a small percentage, 1% to 3% at most, usually 1% to 2%. But, you know, we're trying to dial it in. I mean, that's the thing with trading. You're always adjusting to the times. And, and this season we're going to dial it in, and I believe we're going to have the biggest season yet. I know how you're pumped. And there's a couple – there's a specific book that we're going to, you know, work to make sure that we pound them. So I'm excited for that. I'm not going to release that on air. I'm sure some people already know, but we don't need anybody else, you know, put it out there. But we know that we're going to hammer the season and and really have a big, big fall, which I'm sure everybody on this call, on this radio is excited about. Yeah, I love it. Can't wait. And what, this is in like five and a half weeks, right? I was looking at August 27th is uh... – August 27th is opening day, so it's actually, I mean, it's a month away. I mean, it's a month away. I mean, if you talk about um, Mike's preseason bet on the Ravens, that's all. There's like 12 games. It's a good warm-up. Yeah, so the first game, just so you guys know, today is July 20th. The first game is actually in two weeks from today. Um, So next week, so it's in exactly two weeks from today. It's your Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, you're in Denver now. The Las Vegas no, Raiders at this. Jackson. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't count. I don't count that a preseason game. Well, I'm just saying in terms of when preseason starts. Yeah, I don't August count that. 20. I was saying regular right. season college football starts August 27th. August 27th. 
is the first day of college football. And on that day, we have Northwestern at Nebraska, Charlotte at Florida Atlantic, Nevada at New Mexico State, Connecticut at Utah State, North Texas at UTEP, Wyoming at Illinois, the Illini, and then Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Um, And then there's a little three-day break. And then on September 1st, which is a Thursday, we have another one, two, three, four, five, six games. On Friday, we have one, two, three, four, five games. On Saturday, September 3rd, is when you don't sleep and you there's 50 games. Saturday, September 3rd. Yeah, these days are worth a fortune. I'm even missing a wedding. I'm missing, like, a wedding in October. Uh, you, did you, so. t- you just tell them to get married in the middle of the week? Well, I told him I'll come hang out in the middle of the week, give you a gift, and then fly back. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) I love that. No, because those days are worth a fortune. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to – I have to – I can't can't miss those days. That's great. I love that. I love that. That's that's great. Uh, Mike was smart enough that his his, 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 uh, his, his, his – his date of marriage is in the summertime when there's not football. Um, and, uh, you know, like I always say, you know, if in this business. 2023. Yes, sir. Um, so in the middle of the summer where there's not much going on, and, uh, you know, that's what I always say. You got to, you know, things happen. Obviously, life happens. If you got to go, you got to go. But these are the big days, like you said. Now, let me ask you, a lot of clients want to know, do you check out, what Tuesday and Wednesday, I know you, like after you've decided what to bet early, like are, is your weekend, if you even can say you have one, is your weekend Tuesday and Wednesday in football season, Dave? Yeah, I just don't really have one, you know. Yeah, no, you just go really no. full. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, mon- maybe Monday night to Wednesday morning is like the, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, that's, that's okay, that's fair, yeah. Like if you were going to stay out late at a club or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would do it. I would do it Monday. Right. But it's interesting, like I said, because uh, a lot of people, like I said, they don't like to bet early, and it has nothing to do with what you were saying, Mike, about the lines. It has to do with they're not properly funded, and so what they they you know they don't want it. They want about a hundred a game with a thousand dollars in their account, and you know again they're not funded. And so what they do is they wait and they try to double dip. And they say, okay, well, I'm going to win all these games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then when I have more money in my account, I'll bet them Saturday, and then all the lines are gone. And, you know, I don't really believe that they're just being – what's that? You know how many times I've heard that, and it's it's almost like – I mean, I understand there's a lot of naive people out there. There's a lot of people that are used to old-school gambling where they're doing it – Everybody has an anticipation when they walk into the casino to win, right? Nobody goes in. I do not. I, I do not. All this. Well, everybody has the anticipation of going in there to win. Whether you think you're going to win or not, that's a different story, but you anticipate doing it. Well, I'm, I've had this habit where I've sat down at blackjack, and I tell myself when I walk in, I'm not going to play over $100 a hand. I'm going to play slow, I'm going to take it slow, and I'm going to, you know, enjoy my two to three hours here. This is like a night out, you know. And then 
three hands in, I go 0 for 3. In my mind, I'm playing this next hand for 300 because, you know, I can't go 0 and 4. That, that, it changes in an instant. I have zero control over blackjack. I'm completely admitting it. Call it what you want. Blackjack is never going to win in my mind because the house always wins with table games. When you play sports like you play blackjack, or let me rephrase it, when you play sports and you trade or gamble in sports like I play blackjack, the house will always win. It's impossible. You're never going to overcome the big gambling, trying to chase losses, because that's how I play blackjack. So if I actually had a strategy and I had money management, I probably would have a lot more less painful nights at the casino. But I don't have the wherewithal, and I really don't have the patience for it. So with sports, at least it's spread out. You're night to night to night and not in a three-hour interval. So if guys can understand that analogy and say to themselves, I'm tired of losing and paying the bookmaker season after season or winning nothing and spinning tires and, and basically stressing themselves out for, you know, a whole football season, they could get out of that mindset and into the mindset of you guys are the professionals. You guys know what you're doing why don't I give you the keys to the car and you basically show me how to drive it, I will probably have a financial return that's greater than I've ever accomplished. If I could just get that through every guy's head, we'd have every 100% happy clients. Unfortunately, John, we both know, and, and Dave, Dave has now seen it firsthand because he has seen some of the DMs. People are unreasonable. They don't have any justification to make the statements that they do except from being emotional babies. And we deal with it not just in the DMs, but every client wants to call the office, tell us that you lost the game last night, Dave. Who cares? It's like they don't believe when they make a subscription purchase that we they believe that we should be God and we should never lose a game because they could lose a game. It's like, come on, man, enough. If you're really trying to make money, then actually treat it like a business. If you really want to be successful at this, let somebody who's been successful at this teach you like David. And we have the ability to coach you and teach you. Don't do it your way and expect to get a different result. I mean, that's the, literally the definition of insanity. Well, here, and, look, here's a perfect example. Two weeks ago, I did a YouTube video when Dave said, you know, DM'd, you know, messaged us and said, man, you know, these guys are losing it on Instagram. He lost 7.8 units that week. I went on YouTube and I basically said, you're all a bunch of babies. You can't handle the heat. 7.8 units. Last week, Dave won 8.4 units, overcoming his deficit and making a profit. I didn't hear one message. Dave was absolutely, and when I say Dave, his group was absolutely, I don't want to, I don't like to use the marketing nonsense. I don't want to use the on fire. The variance was good. Positive variance, we'll call it. Had a great week. Dave has access. He looks at his DM last week. It's like that sprint commercial where the pin drops. Here he won 8.4 units and there was no messages, Dave, right? Oh, right. Standard. Week before, lose 7.8 units. Sky's falling in. So it's like, you know, it, it, it is 
it is it, it is funny because I get a lot of side texts from clients that are that are you know real betters. They get the variance, they understand the hustle, and it's it's just so funny because you know you could be you can ignore you're supposed to basically ignore that because a lot of people ask me you know why I'm not active on Twitter, why I don't have my comments on on my YouTube channel, um, and the answer is. I don't, I'm not interested because I know the human nature is such that if somebody's going to make a comment, it's going to be a negative comment. Nobody's going to yeah. give you accolades. Yeah, nobody's right. going on Twitter. You're right. So for me, it's, it's, you have my cell phone number. You know how to reach me. You want to call me? No problem. 702-809-6739. It's not private. The whole world has it. No, I'll, I'll be glad to talk. But if you text me negative stuff, I just block you. No different than I turn off my comments because I'm at the stage now where I realize when I was younger, I tried to have a logical argument with every gambler that was disgruntled because of the variance. And I, when I realize and I look back in the rearview mirror of how much time I actually wasted for no reason. If somebody – I had people call me up at the office when you lost 7.8 units two weeks ago. We need to have a conference call. We need to have a conference. I said, there's nothing to talk about. Just follow the system. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Have a, we need to sit down. We need, I like to go into the front. I know. Isn't it funny? <laughs> oh, sorry. That's great, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, when you have a few minutes, I like to sit down. I like to have a conference call with you and me and my partners. We want to try to figure out what's going on. I said, what's going on is that the plays that we bet that week lost. <laughs> the guy didn't like the answer. <laughs> he didn't like that answer. I said, that's what's going on. Go ahead. Well, the the insanity, and then there is also the guys I feel like we turn over to the other side, right? So I had a client a couple weeks ago, with, uh, you know, we'll just call him Mr. Morgan. He's probably listening to the show. He's He was disgruntled, not upset, but just he took a hit and he was emotional and he just wasn't feeling it. And in his mind, he just he didn't want to continue for football because he already had paid for football. I calmed him down. Then last week happened, and he won on all the channels. He won on the overs. He won on the dogs. He won on um, the sides. Dave's channel. He goes, man, I, I get it. He's like, I, I, I get it. He's like, well, I get it. You know, I, I understand. I was emotional, and he was honest with me. And that I respect that because I understand people are going to be emotional. I understand people are going to be disgruntled. But at some point, they have to take responsibility and say, you know what, this is part of trading. And he wasn't jumping up and down that he won, but he understood that whatever he lost, he won back plus some the following week. And over a two-week sample, he's way ahead. So it's now I'm not going to get those calls from that guy. I'm not going to get those texts. He completely gets it, and he's in for the long run. And sometimes it, it takes that much. And, and But then again, I've had clients that literally – like, like, John, you've had a client that, that, you know, that came to the office and he couldn't handle the volume after a week or two. He just didn't feel like responding after making a commitment. It's like some of these guys, it's going to take a lot more losing for them to understand that their way does not work and they'll never be successful trading sports. I've only seen people on one hand, and you can cut off a few of those fingers that I've seen actually successfully do this and long-term. So for I mean, somebody, look, to be honest you know, with you, 
all that teaching and learning, if I, if I had what I have now at 49, when I was 19, if I had, if I was 20, if I was 19 or 20 years old and I had the ability to pay to get Dave Miller's system, follow Dave Miller's games, pay to get the different total systems, the favorite systems, the underdog systems with, with a, and, and I could just not actually think, not do the work and just be a robot. Man, that would have been awesome because back then when I got into the business, which is even before Dave, I mean, we're talking pen and paper, waiting for the line to come out in the newspaper in the morning. <laughs> like old school. I mean, old school. You know, I've been doing this 35 years. So, you know, like, you know, Dave was like five years old when I started doing this. It's like you got to understand, like when I, I remember the old days where half your job was getting the line, not getting the picks of who to bet on. It was just getting the right line. Is my guy actually giving me the right line? When he would give me the Indianapolis Colts minus nine and a half, and in New York they were putting out the Colts minus seven. Right. Uh, the Baltimore Colts, excuse me. You, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the kinds of tricks that bookmakers would make. And now it's like now it's all automated like the stock market. And for people to like really care is crazy. I wanted to ask Dave a question. Do you know any successful blackjack players that are edge betters back to Mike not being able to win at blackjack? Or is that just a, unless you're like a card counter, you're going to get tossed anyway? Or do you actually physically know people that are successful at playing blackjack? Yeah, I know tons of people you that know? are successful at that. Yeah, they'll, they'll even milk offers and start Send, send them my way. Send, send them, let them teach me. I'm terrible. I am God awful. I mean, obviously, there's a science to it all. You know. Are you per beside uh, yeah. video Ooh. poker and poker? Is there, do you get involved in any of those other games or not really? I know you have the slot systems, but other yeah. than that, I'm saying like, yeah, I do. But like very little. I'm more into the betting right now because it's so profitable. Right. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, I I just think think that as we get further in each with each as technology keeps getting better and better, it actually gets easier to win. I think that, like I said, it's uh. You just, you got it for all those listeners out there that don't say, and don't get me wrong, guys, for all you listeners, nobody's looking for accolades when we win 8.4 units last week. We're not, I'm not saying that you should, I'm saying the same people that were disgruntled the week before, you know, let that be a learning lesson. Cause that's almost like cake or egg on your face. Like here I was freaking out seven days later, I'm back in the green. It doesn't really make sense. Um, you know, and, and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. With Mike, um, we just can't let Mike go into a casino with money. I mean, the real answer is, Dave, he can't really go into a casino with money. I've never seen the guy win going into a casino with money. I send him into the racetrack. He goes absolutely nuts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's, Wait a minute. That's go ahead. not true. That's, that's not true. I'm a very good poker player, and I've won a lot. I feel like I have an edge. Overall, I'm definitely up in poker. Blackjack, definitely down, not even questioning it, never, I have no opinion, have no luck, everything goes against me. I think I've maybe won like one or two shoes in my entire life. And, um, but when it comes to slots, after uh, I've been told some slot secrets over the last six months, you saw, you saw my return. Not that they're big hits, but they're constant hits. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving it knowing that I'm, when I'm walking up to a slot machine, I'm looking for some number, some code, not code, but 
that basically it's close to the close enough to the bonus where I can't lose a lot, and hopefully I hit one of the bonuses and actually make money on that little run. So that's exciting. Where like I, I never was a slot player before, so I'm walking around the casino. I didn't realize in a casino that there's ten gazillion slots. I've never. It's like I, maybe I'm just like when I'm walking to the poker room or the sports book, I don't really pay attention. But when you're trying to find a specific slot machine, man, there is a gazillion slots. It's like information overload. But I've been successful at that, and that's about it. Craps, no. Roulette, no. Baccarat, no. So sports book. I know we have a few minutes left, Dave. I'm just curious. I know we have like a couple minutes before the music starts. Is there any sport – I'm sorry. Is there any game that you feel is completely edgeless in the casino, i.e., uh, like something like roulette, or is there, or do you think everything is possibly beatable with it? No, everything. Every, to have an edge, you have to be over 100 percent in theory. And there's ways that, like every game's been over 100 percent in my history of of doing this. So, even you know. something like roulette, even Keno. Keno's the low. Roulette's got roulette's in the 90 percent. Kino's like seventy percent, but that's even been over hundred percent. So I've seen everything over hundred percent. Baccarat, Kino, slots, roulette, blackjack. I've seen everything over hundred percent. Yeah. So when you say that over for the listener, what does that actually mean in, in gambling, non-gambling English? When you say when you well, say yeah, over hundred percent, theoretical. Theoretical. Got it. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week with more casino and sportsbook talk. One more down toward closer and closer to football. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Follow Dave. Vegas.com. 26 push-ups, bench presses in a row next time. See you guys. See you guys.